and welcome to today's episode of the Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy and today I have the lovely Kate Monroe with me. Now, Kate's been in the pharmaceutical industry for a number of years, is now moving more into the communications front and has a lovely side hustle in writing. And as I was thinking about the podcast for today, one, we're in this very exciting podcast suite in um, the Rochewell in UK office, so I'm feeling pretty professional. But there was lots and lots of different things and opportunities to talk about authenticity with Kate. So I'm really, really pleased she's here today. She has recently just released a couple of LinkedIn posts, three to be specific, about her experiences so far with the menopause. And she shared some really, really personal reflections in there. And I would highly recommend if you haven't read them already to go and take a look. I'll make sure to um, post a note to that within the show notes. She touches on how things like her early childhood has now kind of resurfaced and issues she may not have dealt with at the time are now coming back. Admitting about times when she's really needed help, support, how she's had to think about herself and her personality and the the traits that she's kind of become known for within um, her career and her sort of brand. And really how she's also pushed herself to educate herself and others about the influence of the treatments and and really trying to make sure that she gets a treatment regimen that works well for, for her. And as I say, definitely go and take a look. There could have been lots of different things in there that we could have picked on to talk about today in the podcast. But actually what we decided to pick on is this wonderful juicy topic of authenticity and social media. It's a topic I'm really interested in because I think depending on the forum of the social media, there's lots and lots of different expectations on us about what we do or do not do in terms of showing up authentically. So with that long introduction, welcome Kate to the show. Thank you, Lucy. It's great to be here. Fabulous. Well, maybe let's just start with sort of what was your experience of writing those posts and your reflections and also just, you know, was it an easy decision to make to do that? Okay. So I started writing on LinkedIn about a year ago and following a course that I went on called The Lazy Discipline uh, from the Do Lectures uh, run by David Hyatt. It's a brilliant, brilliant forum. I would actually highly recommend anyone to follow David Hyatt. Um, And uh, at that course, the one-day course, there was a challenge that we would post every day. Um, I did not make every day for 100 days. I did not finish the challenge. Uh, And of the 100 people in the course, I think – not everyone did. <laughs> um, but I did post about 40 posts in a row. Um, and it got me in the habit of um, making observations, drawing in- introspection and, um, and drawing inspiration, and then writing something about it, like a learning or a question. So I just got in that habit of noticing and creating things and, um, you know, doing the work or shipping the work, as uh, Seth Godin says. And then I sort of fell out of the habit. Um, then regarding the menopause posts, I think what really happened is that it was the day that the UK government decided that they wouldn't um, implement any of the new uh, recommended legislation around recognising menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really made me angry because my experience had been, um, whether I, I didn't even realise at the time, but really bad. And I, and I had not the support that I expected, but probably I pushed people away in the process. And maybe if there'd been more 
awareness of mm-hmm. uh, how menopause can affect, affect different women, affect women differently, then maybe I would have got a little bit more support and maybe I would have felt more able to take time off or acknowledge what was going on or just create a bit of distance. Um, so I just started writing, but because I had this practice from last year about what to write and what was important, I started writing and unfortunately the LinkedIn post, you have a 3,000 character limit. I never even knew that. So I wrote my post and it was too long. So then it ended up being three parts um, and it meant that every – then I distilled it into three different phases. So what was like the initial – Fear, feelings around perimenopause, which led to the physical symptoms of sleep and skin, uh, itchy skin. Then I had more, the second part was around the emotional symptoms of like anxiety, anger, rage, um, self-loathing. <laughs> and then the last was about, well, what's, how do you, how do you treat it? And that, that came, then I talked about the therapy that I'm getting. So the psychotherapy and the, the more detailed HRT. So, that's how it happened. I, I think I, when I wrote it, it just felt so natural and it felt like I had to get it out. And then where to post it? Well, it just felt like LinkedIn is probably the best place for posting things that you don't have to pay for followers. Um, so all the other platforms, you have to pay for followers. And LinkedIn is the only platform where engagement with your work actually leads to people engaging with your work and will bring people to you. So, and that's what I learned at the course, uh, with David Hyatt. And, um, so I put it there and I wasn't really sure whether I should put it out there, but there's so much stuff in the UK media, at least with, you know, people like Davina McCall on national TV that it felt like it's an okay thing to do. So, um, and yeah, I was, I was actually felt good about doing it. No. Well, thank you firstly for doing it. There seemed to be lots and lots of feedback and comments online, but I know you shared with me that actually the amount of people who were sort of had seen the impressions that had come from it versus actually those interacting with the the content was maybe surprising. Any thoughts to share there? So on LinkedIn, the creator can see how many people read it. And so each of those posts had between five and 10,000 people reading it, which is you know quite a lot, mm. um, but only 120 likes or something, right? So there's a 10% um, people, only 10% engagement. And I wonder what that is, because I would assume if you look at the other posts on LinkedIn, that they, when you look at people like, I got a new job or I achieved something great, there's, you know, every single post gets 100 or 200 likes. And, and those people don't have the same amount of followers. They have, you know, similar followers to me. So there is this thing about creating a narrative around achievement and accomplishment. That is, that's what LinkedIn is about. So mm-hmm. I think when you post something that's not about that, um, maybe the people who read it don't want to read it. Um, I had people who write, wrote to me separately who mm-hmm. didn't, didn't even like it, but then said, Oh, thank you for writing it. Um, I really appreciated it, really meant a lot, but didn't even push the like button. (laughs) So, and knowing if you knew that LinkedIn was a platform that's based on engagement, it would be really helpful if people did that, Um, but they don't. And so I think there's, LinkedIn is a professional platform. People want to progress their career and, and it's used mainly for that. There's a small group of us who have probably done the work of, of David Hyatt, who might use it for other things, who use it to sort of share our views of the world and what's going on. And, and they're the people I follow more interest with much more interest, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I, I mean, I had, a, I had a man who made an appointment to speak with me and he said, I really liked your post, but he said, you know, my wife's much younger than yours. So I didn't think it was appropriate for me to do anything with it. And I'm like, 
that's weird. <laughs> like, okay, why not? You know, like yeah. you're, you're probably a boss or a manager for women who are that age. Wouldn't you want to show your endorsement around that? Um, you know, my boss hasn't read it or liked it, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's either there's a – you can interpret it as people are not interested, people um, are afraid of it, people don't want to associate themselves with it. I don't really know. I just try to keep an open mind. Because it wasn't, I'm not writing it for, I'm writing it for myself because I think it's important yeah. that I share my story because other people who do need to read it will read it mm. and people will feel safer if they see other people making stories available. No, no, 100%. I recently had to write a reflective essay for a course I was on and one of the things I wrote within that was this piece about not anything to do with the menopause but to do with pregnancy and having my first child and just the the struggles that I kind of had in those first kind of year or so, which no one really talks about at all until you kind of get into the system. And then suddenly all your friends who've got children, oh my goodness, yes, all of these things come out. But up to then it's, yes, people say, oh, you don't get sleep and you don't have these other, you know, and, oh yes, there could be, you know, some women get postnatal depression and there's other things, but there's this whole scale of things and other other areas going around that I just found absolutely fascinating. But just, yeah, you had to be welcomed into that world before anyone was willing to share anything about it. Because I, again, I think a feeling that everyone feels they have to be kind of stoic. Yeah. Stoic or perfect or that, you know, no one can share anything unless it's in, you know, a very confined space with people that they really, really, really trust. I would say that um, my observation of that space is that there is a lot more public than there is about menopause. Oh, there's, 100%. Now there, I mean, there's Mother Pucker, there's a lot of women who are sharing mm. their stories and like breastfeeding on Instagram and, you know, and really sharing, showing the, the what's mm. and all. Um, I think menopause story uh, is probably five years behind in terms of publicity oh, and news and um, willingness to share. Yeah, no, yeah. I would 100% agree. And ha had this experience that you'd had been on this course last year, has it given you, I guess when you started with that, did you find that it was difficult to try to kind of keep posting and thinking of original content or actually did it just come quite naturally to you? I think I think the word original is tricky and um, and the word creativity is tricky and I think that's also another thing for um, for LinkedIn. So I don't know that there's – I think create, there's not that many original ideas. What what creativity is is bringing things that are already out there together in a different mm. way with a new perspective. And you can do that any day of the week. You can do that every moment and we could sit in this room and see something that um, is interesting to you. They're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And that is content, right? Yep. That is content because whether anybody else sees it in the same way, it doesn't matter. It's new content because it, you're, you're seeing – you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm looking at this Roadcaster Pro deck, which I've never seen before, which is like the way you record podcasts. And I'm thinking about my 1980s childhood, you know, mm. and the disco floor and like how, how things look the same but do completely different jobs. Like that could be a post, right, for example, yeah, yeah. right? There's, so I think um, once, you, once you train your brain to start looking, that's when things become aware. That's when you become aware. I mean, I don't know if you know Rick Rubin. He's like, mm. you know, founded Def Jam. Like he just talks about creativity is every day. It's in the moment. It's about being observant, being present. And I think that's that's what it's about. And in LinkedIn, people's um, – I think people's worlds are blink, quite blinkered. And so they, they blinker themselves to the world of business. Mm. 
And so all they talk about is leadership or achievement or organizations. And there's not that many pieces in the puzzle to make something new. And so the posts are quite generic. And no matter who writes it, whereas if you open your world a little bit business and, you know, the external environment or your personal life or your childhood or your baby, like you can bring a lot of things in which make the the opportunity for creativity or some sort of inspiration so much bigger. And most people don't do that. And I think that's that's the difference. Mm. And do you think it's just because people are scared? Um, I think people compartmentalize and they don't see that there's able, their ability to, um, combine two things, combine the world inside of work and outside of work. Um, I think also people become quite focused on the work that they're doing and they don't mm-hmm. realize that there is a bigger world out there, particularly, I mean, we both work in the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, you ask anyone who's heard of something outside of pharmaceutical industry and it, most people haven't like there's so many cool podcasts so many cool books and most people don't know about it like because they're just focused on doing their work in drug development or commercial sales or whatever they're doing and thinking of that bigger world I think it's getting a bit better now but combining worlds is is hard for people Mm. their lives are busy they don't have much time so they might listen to a podcast the way home but they don't realize that there's an application in their day job you know yeah yeah Oh, that's really, really interesting. Thanks so much for for sharing that, Kate. And I guess on that, do you find, I don't know if you've, you use other platforms beyond LinkedIn, do you have slightly different personas when you're kind of posting, say, to Facebook or Instagram versus somewhere like LinkedIn? I don't have a Facebook profile. I would remove that. And I, um, I have Instagram, but it's more just that's just my day-to-day life thing. Um, so I don't put much on Instagram, if I'm honest. It's, uh, but I did actually post the same content on Instagram and LinkedIn this weekend, although with different focus. So I just posted mm-hmm. a photo on Instagram, which was one of the sort of the extended um, evenings with the long shadows. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, the days are getting longer. And then that, and I didn't put anything more than that. And then when I, th- I thought, oh, that's a post. And so then I wrote, went home and I wrote something and I put on LinkedIn and, you know, that's on, that's my latest post. It's like, and the day is getting longer. So, so I, I think, I think we only have one personality. It's like, but which reflection do you show? Um, I, I tend to be pretty constant in what I'm doing and some, sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, I think, um, you know, in the professional world, most people prefer more, more professional. Yeah. No, absolutely. I found it really fascinating. And I, it was weird because I hadn't actually really made this observation until someone said to me, like, oh, you're one of the people that I follow who puts something that's not just a repost. And then I started really paying attention to, well, are people writing something or is it just repost, repost, repost of other certain content? And I was absolutely baffled. And it was amazing. Again, like I'm a data scientist. I love data and information, but I just hadn't kind of twigged that that actually a lot of people are just yeah repost repost not even adding a sentence or two sentences to kind of put their own interpretation mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. and I certainly it's something I think I've been now trying to if I am going to repost something at least make sure I've kind of clearly absorbed it and worked out kind of what my take is of that content to be able to kind of add some additional flavor to it that may or may not help somebody but yeah I was I was baffled by that whole piece of just yeah reposting. Well, as long as LinkedIn isn't owned by Meta, that's that's when that's how you'll generate more engagement. Yeah. 
um, because you, it's 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 based on who reads your work and. Um, if you write it something original, the the A logarithm in in LinkedIn will send more followers your way. Oh wow! So you me some new yeah. So, so whereas <laughs> whereas in Instagram you have to pay for it, um, and in Facebook you have to pay for it. Um, another platform to consider if you want to post original content is Substack, which is a writing platform, and mm. a lot of authors and journalists are now doing that. Um, I haven't subscribed. There's one I want to if I want to subscribe to, but it's just you know, will I use it? Blah, blah, blah. But that's. That would be somewhere where you you write your own content, you drive your own followers, and people follow you because they like what you're writing about. And um, there's there's a lot of people making good money on Substack. Yeah, I follow one person through that who yeah who had said like I'm not going to kind of share my content anywhere else now. I found this great platform. That's where I'm going, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and- because they can decide. Then it's a bit like having a newsletter. You know, like you decide who you send your newsletter to. You have your own mailing list. Um, with Substack, it's the same thing, except that you get people have to pay to get access to your work. So it's, it's monetizing the process, mm-hmm. and no one else is interfering with who reads it and, and who you know. So which I think mm-hmm. is quite um, you know helpful if you want if that's a if that's a path you want to pursue. So would you have any kind of tips or suggestions for people who are maybe feeling that little bit nervous about how to kind of start on a journey of a kind of, well, again, back to this idea of original, but, you know, sort of trying to post something that's not just a repost? Yeah, I'd say start writing something down every day. Like not writing, you don't have to post it, just write something, just write, Mm. like come at the end of the day or the morning, whatever, whenever you find your brain's most awake. Some people like to do things in the morning when they wake up and maybe they're lucky enough to have a big garden or back into a field and they go for a walk. What did you see that day? What did it, what was it? It could be a dog. It could be a puddle. It could be a footprint. Like, what is it? You know, just write something down that you saw. Um, or it could be the end of the day. Like, what's my, what's my reflection? What did I, you know, what, you know, that you could even use your gratitude journal, what went well, just start noticing, I think is because there's so much more going on than, than you realize. And I remember walking with a girl uh, friend once and she was just in her own head and she was so confused. She was really anxious about something that was going on. And I was listening to her and it was, I was trying to be a good friend, <laughs> but it was, it was quite overwhelming. And then I, I realized we were in like some amazing, park and the flowers around and the bees and the scents and the sun and I was like there's so much more going on that she's just not noticing Mm. because she's in her own head you know so I think there's just an opportunity to slow down take five minutes at the beginning of the interview day and just notice and write it down and then if that leads to what does that mean for me how might I see something differently or it could be a sound like your child giggling you know how did it make you feel what did it remind you of Mm. there's so many small things that could lead to um, a reflection that could lead to sort of a question or to um, I think the way that David talks about it is, you know, you have an observation, you have a the, the meaning making um, or the story behind it, then you have like the reflection of what it means and then you have maybe a question, right? That's, that's his format. Um, I sort of do that, but I'm a bit more long form. Um, but yeah, there's sort of a, like, what did I notice? What could be the story behind it? What could be the meaning behind it? And what, what's the invitation for everybody else to think about? You know, that's, that's an easy way to start writing and nothing, no one needs to publish anything, but just start getting used to writing things in your own head. And the thing is, no one, I mean, it's really hard because you do care how many people like or not like, and, but actually no one really cares. <laughs> You know, really, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting paid for any of my anything I write and I'm doing it for myself because I think I enjoy the process and mm. it gives me a sense of flow when I do it. So um, would I like more people to engage with it? Yes. Is this the right, is LinkedIn the right platform? I don't know. 
So, but I think there is this process of just noticing and I'm, am I, I'm not doing it every day. I, I'm trying to do once a week and maybe twice, but there is something about the finding that rhythm every day when you do it that does make a huge difference because you just don't, you notice more. Yeah. I can, I can feel it already. You I can notice feel more. It myself. Yeah. yeah. You notice more. Yeah. 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 I think it's a great just tip for us all, as you say, even if you're not writing it down or posting somewhere, I, I mean, I've been on so many walks where I've literally been out for half an hour and thought, well, this is great. I need to get some fresh air and come back and think, I don't even know what I've seen or done. Or like, I've just literally been on autopilot. So though probably the fresh air has done my lungs an amazing sense of greatness, but the, yeah, my brain is no different to it was. I don't feel anyway like yeah. it was before. So. I mean, a lot of people will say when you go for a walk, you know, it's a great opportunity to listen to a podcast. It's also a great opportunity to not listen to anything. Yeah. And so I, I am now trying to do alternate walks, one with a podcast or music and one without. Yeah. And just watching all the mess that's in my head and then trying to slow it down so I notice what's going on around me. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. I've, I, I try now. I still have to run with music. It's mm. the way to get me out generally. But when I go walking, I just, yeah, don't have any anything on at all. Mm-hmm. Just really, really absorb. My husband... I was shouting at him the other day because he'd gone for a walk and I was like, oh, like, what did you notice? And he'd said that like, oh, I was just, well, I've learned all these things from these podcasts I was listening to. So I was like, well, okay, well, I, I guess that's something, but a very different approach to me. So we'll see. Um, so maybe with that, what about a challenge for the week for the listeners? I think it would be that, like, mm. give yourself seven days to write down seven observations and not just um, what you observed, but why it, what it means to you to observe that and what what could you what could you learn from it or what did mm. you take away what insight did you gain from that small i don't know watching the butterfly eat the nectar off the flower you know what does that mean about feeding and life or what does it mean around you know evolution like this there'll be something that you learn or that you think about that prompts a thought so i would just invite people to just for seven days, just write down an observation of what it what it was what their reflection what they think the story is and what what questions does it raise is a journal. And if they want to publish it, go for it. <laughs> Seriously, go for it. Like, why not? And I, I mean, and, and LinkedIn is, you know, the most, there's nothing to lose about publishing stuff on LinkedIn. It's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty banal. banal so. Yeah, no, I know. That's what, what always makes me smile with people. I mean, I know I've sometimes been nervous about posting certain things and I, I've just kind of given up in a part way kind of caring and I actually have a thing of like I don't go and look at how many people are interacting with it I just kind of post it out there and and leave it and see um or if I do go back it's like a week or so later so I don't have that continual like oh I need to see what's happening what's happening with it it's just a case case of like just throw it out because I think the interesting thing is the things that I find resonate with me don't necessarily resonate with others and the things that I can kind of throw out as like oh, that was an interesting observation or how I was feeling and throw that out can suddenly kind of go crazy. And so I think it's back to that thing of not necessarily, it's not chasing the likes or the interactions or the impressions that kind of come with it. It's just writing the things that are going on for you. And I always hope that by sharing a little bit, you might inspire others to feel that they can share or that they learn from your journey as I know it actually interesting. Your post made me start having a conversation with my mum about the menopause. She shared some lovely observations with me. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks, mum. 
Um, I'm not looking forward to that experience at all, but I guess I've got my eyes now a little bit wider open and I hope that that some of those things are not hereditary, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the extra challenge is post one thing this week, <laughs> but, but that's for the maybe the more brave. So. Oh, bless. And what about a song? Is there a song that is has been kind of impactful to you in your life at some point? Um, I've got two songs. I hope you don't mind. Um, but they're quite the different end of the spectrum. So, um, my, my mother died when I was 26 and so I haven't had a mum for a while. Um, but she did used to love to listen to music in the afternoons when we grew up. And so whenever I hear Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, I'm, you can normally see me now and it gets me into tears. So that brings me back to time with her. Um, and then that's on the sort of, and, um, and the other, the other, when mum died, I left Australia, um, and it wasn't sort of cause and effect, but I, I took some time off and went traveling mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm never went back to Australia. <laughs> I was living in London. Um, but I remember when I traveled that time, I ended up in Greek on a Greek island and I remember hearing the song, um, You're Free by Alternate. And, um, mm-hmm. and that was like, oh, wow, I've really left, you know, and that was, that song always makes me think about, you know, change and, being brave enough to leave and try new things. So yeah, the two the the two things that two songs that mean a lot to me. Wow. And interesting, they all kind of happened at a similar time. So Yeah, but they still they still haunt me. (laughs) Yeah. Bless. Well thank you, Kate, so much for sharing your views your perspectives and and being so brave and open you might not feel that brave to you but it certainly I think feels brave to me and I know to others listening with your willingness and openness to share on LinkedIn as I said I will drop the um the posts in the show notes so if people haven't been and had a look at that they can go and have a read of of Kate's three amazing posts about her experience with the menopause um, I will definitely get cracking on with the challenge of the week. I feel really, really inspired and seeing how enthusiastic you are in front of me as you're talking about it. I'm desperate to go and have a go at that. So you might see some additional content also from me this week. And if you do, you will know exactly what um, the uh, impetus for that has been. So yeah, just thank you so much, Kate. Really, really appreciate all of your time today. For everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the content. Um, look forward to sharing some more stories with you next week. And as always, remember, authenticity is a continual journey. Small steps can make a big impact. Take care.